One, two, three, yes, wrestling. Charlotte Flair shut the mouths of all the internet porn-watching Morlocks. I have moles. Yes, the subterranean mammal. And Seth Rollins was like, yeah, psych. And he just hit the sledgehammer onto the toolbox, onto the chair, onto the ladder with Bray Wyatt's head safely underneath. They want us to be cheering Seth Rollins after he attacked a mentally handicapped man. So let's move on to Monday Night Raw, sponsored by Brazzers. Yeah. Uh, nothing like helping out my friends with gold dust and, well, you know, the women in underwear. Welcome, everybody, to 123 Yes Wrestling. No, you're not confused by the voice. This is Corey, uh, and I'm with my partner in crime, uh, Ed. Uh, Chris is currently at the moment not with us. Uh, maybe he'll do a run-in at some point. But we are here for the only episode 65 there will ever and uh, Ed, man, uh, we're we're still in the midst of the crisis. Uh, how you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. But a couple things. All right, number one, let's be honest. Chris is making dinner right now, and he's making dinner at 7:34 p.m. What's up with that? 7:30 is way too late. And our resident nutritionist, Mr. Fitness, would have trouble with such a late dinner. It's going to go straight to his hips. But number two, Corey, I'm glad you asked. I've had a great day. I've had one of those days that if you're a 30-year-old man, it really is exciting. I replaced my water heater, and I set up an appointment to get new floors, and I am as giddy as a schoolgirl. Life in your 30s, getting the new water heater. Well, I'm glad that you were able to replace the water heater because as a fellow uh, person in their 30s, um, I realized the importance of that. <laughs> Got to have uh, hot water, man. Let's see. My life, you know, listeners know I'm a teacher, so, you know, I'm, you know, it's another week of remote learning. And uh, I do apologize for my, my absence uh, last time and, it, you know, it's uh, education right now. I, I think we're we're really doing the best that we possibly can in the situation. But I'll be the first to admit that this is definitely not something that we are probably enjoying because there's just so many challenges that go with it. And uh, you know, on the day that you guys record last episode, you know, I just let's just say it wasn't a good day at the uh, office. And um, but. Uh, I had the opportunity to do a um, Google Meets with uh, a good chunk of my students, and it was a lot of fun because I, I come to learn that even though I was I started the the call talking about some of the work that we were doing, but it ended up just turning into us just socializing, which it really opened my eyes. Like you know what, I'm going to start doing these every once in a while just for the purpose of them getting to socialize not only with me, but their fellow classmates because they're definitely missing it. Man, everybody needs a little time to communicate. That is for damn sure. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. 
obviously, uh, me and Chris, we uh, we were able to uh, put out the delicious stew that was the WrestleMania reaction two-part episode. Too much content for one podcast. But that being said, I wanted to get your thoughts on WrestleMania. Let's, you know, tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. I want to hear what, you know, Mr. Corey Vallow has to say about WrestleMania 36 now that it's in the books. Well, I will certainly do the condensed version since, you know, you guys uh, probably dug in uh, deeper into it. Um, Obviously, I'm probably one of many people. Uh, I'm going to go right into it. Um, Undertaker AJ Styles was the show stealer Um, for the fact that uh, in the situation that we're in, you know, the fact that we can't have a, a large crowd and we have all these limitations due to lockdown regulations. Uh, the cinematic match, I thought, was exactly what this WrestleMania needed. I felt doing something like that not only helps someone like The Undertaker, which obviously, you know, he's put in so many years. The, the fact that he can still go at the level he's going is amazing. And when you do cinematic uh, stuff, you can do a lot of angles and takes and shots and you can, and then through the uh, magic of editing, you can really piece together a, a, a very wonderful piece of artwork. And uh, not only do I think that this kind of uh, revitalized the undertaker, but I think it just put AJ styles on a whole new level, even though it's kind of shocking. Cause I've always found him to be a top elite but I think that this just puts them at that that special category that some people don't get. Um, that was great. Um, and then, obviously, I got to hit the other one, uh, the Firefly Funhouse. The cool thing about it is, and I was worried about this, I said to myself, if the Firefly Funhouse is anywhere, anywhere near or similar to the Boneyard match, Firefly Funhouse is going to be a disaster. Because you can't follow that. You, you cannot follow the Boneyard match with something that is even identical. And the worry was it was going to be, I was thinking of like, it was going to be a house of horrors or, you know, kind of like what they, like Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt did a few years back. Thankfully, they didn't go that route. And then, you know, for the people that truly understood that Firefly Funhouse, you got a lot of story there. I mean, the history of John Cena, and you really got to be well-educated in the history of John Cena to really understand what you're seeing. So for the people that didn't like it, they clearly didn't like it because they didn't understand the the backstory. And then it leads right into Bray Wyatt's story. And the Firefly Funhouse, basically, in my interpretation, it changed history. It fixed history, so to speak. So, and then for Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, to come out the winner, I mean, this is this is great. This is now, in my opinion, it gets him back on path for what this character was supposed to be. Now that I'm looking at his title run in retrospect, he didn't need the title. It, it didn't belong. Um, it doesn't fit the story right now. And him fighting even Goldberg, that doesn't fit the story. Now he can get back to these people that he has a history with. So, and I'm sure we'll talk about that when we get into Raw. 
uh, in terms of the other matches, um, uh, Edge Orton, uh, my opinion, went a little too long. Uh, it was a little exhausting, you know, to watch. Uh, it was as good as can be expected. Um, something tells me there's a lot of le- uh, last-minute changes to that kind of match. Um, so you but- don't think you don't think that was the match we were supposed to get? Because I I said this on the uh, on the podcast. You know, I thought it was too long as well. So did Chris. And I do not think that was the match that Edge wanted to give us on his return to WWE. No. And unfortunately, you know, in this situation, uh, you just got to roll with what you got. Um, So it was good for what it was. Edge is in great shape. I really got to, you know, applaud him for that. Um, The other other match I I enjoyed... um, even though it was not that long, was Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. And um, the reason why I liked it um, is because the fact that Drew McIntyre was able to beat him relatively short, like that, that, that helps him. It makes him a very strong character. Um, I really like it. It tugged at my heartstrings. I, I really wish he would have been able to have that large crowd reaction moment when he won but I'm sure he's still just as satisfied. Uh, I think this is the champion that we need right now in WWE, especially with the situation that we're in. We we just, we need this. Uh, so I'm very excited about him moving forward. Well, I, I didn't, I mean, I mentioned it when we talked last time, but I, I, I thought it was really cool that he was given the opportunity to break the fourth wall after he won very rarely can wrestlers point right at the camera, but given the circumstances, I thought it was really cool that he got to point right at the camera and make eye contact with everybody watching on the network and kind of as a way to thank them for being there because I agree with you 100%. Drew McIntyre deserves to be in front of a you know 80,000 people with that title. And I bet you any money that he will have that opportunity again, Um, you know, and especially once we can go back to live shows with a crowd. I really hope he's the first person that gets a chance to walk out in front of the the first time they can get a a regular size live crowd together again, because he deserves that moment. For sure. And then, um, you know, obviously uh, Braun Strowman winning. I mean, it was needed. I mean, the belt needed to get off Goldberg. Um, is it the way that was I really excited about it? No, I was more just excited about the fact that it's off Goldberg and we now can have it on a uh, a full-time roster member. And Braun Strowman, I mean, this is a guy that probably should have had should have had the um, title uh, a while ago, and they didn't give it to him. So hopefully, you know, Braun Strowman can kind of show, just like Drew McIntyre, these guys can now try to prove themselves as – you know, many bad players. So what are your thoughts? Do you think like this was going to be the, a similar match if Reigns in him were in the ring together? Or do you think this match is a result of, of Reigns not being able to make it to WrestleMania? I, I really do think that this was going to be the match only because, um, how do you have a long match with Goldberg? I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from what he's accomplished in the past, but, I mean, you can't do it. Well, I mean, this is the one situation where you could have, though, with editing. Yes, and and I mentioned that, and, oh, boy. There is a giant panda behind you. Gotta love um, when my kid is home and 
active and that is your your son is not a panda that's a that's a panda head you put it on over it's a, like a mask thing i know an animal when i see it Corey. so and he's you wearing a panda incredible. loose in your so, living room. so he's wearing and i'm sorry listeners to sidetrack but he's wearing his incredible hulk his fiend gloves i mean he is like full wrapped out in in costume here you so. are the incredible fiend panda all right. Won't be editing that bad boy out. Ah. Um, so, but you know what? And then, and I don't want to really dig into every match, but the matches that were in the ring, um, I, I have to applaud the talent because it has got to be the hardest thing in the world, especially like that uh, that triple threat ladder match for the tag belts with Morrison, uh, Kofi, and one of the Usos. To take those bumps, and you don't get the adrenaline of the reaction, that stuff's got to hurt. Oh, yeah. So, and with all the talent, because it's like they, they really over-delivered in performance. Now, I know listeners, you know, probably still felt watching it was weird. And I, and I get that, and I understand that. But we have to, for the moment, for the time being, we just got to alter the way that we're viewing the product right now and not be so harsh or negative about the fact that the crowd is empty. Cause we can't change that right now. You said it, man, you said it. Oh. Um, so there was a rumor that started on the internets and I want to know if you caught on to it, uh, about the Rhea Ripley, um, Charlotte match. Um, apparently a lot of people thought that the, uh, vocalizations of the women fighting sounded like pornography. Chris brought this to my attention, and I've actually rewatched the match. And I guess I can see if you just listen to them beat the holy hell out of each other, it does sound a little risque. But I, 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 I okay. <laughs> so people are making a big deal over the fact there was these sounds. Yes, that it, that if you walk to another room while the match was on, because okay. there's no crowd noise and they were giving it their all because it was a great wrestling match, that it did sound like grunts and moans and stuff like that. And well, I, I mean, Chris brought it to my attention, and then I had to do some research because I couldn't believe people were actually saying this, but it but is yeah. a thing. Well, yeah, and this is news to me, guys, so I apologize for my shocked um, reaction. This um, is how I reacted when I, he told me. I, well, my thing is you got to have some kind of noise. Right. I mean, they, they can't wrestle silent. It just <laughs> doesn't work. I mean, if we're supposed to suspend disbelief, there is going to be sounds. I mean, when people fight, they make noise, they make sounds, and it's, oh, Jesus. This, but that does uh, make me think that we could easily get a nice mime federation of wrestling off the ground if this whole podcast doesn't work out. Uh, if, if there apparently is a need for this, I mean, there <laughs> Wow, the things that they pay attention to blows my mind. Oh, well, what I uh, I appreciate you giving us some feedback on uh, WrestleMania. Anything else you wanted to talk about before we shift on to this week's programming? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, hold on. Can you hear me? It's, oh, my God. It is Mr. Fitness. And it is quarantine day. 922, I repeat, 922, 
two. Apparently slipped in my underground bunker, protecting myself from all you morons who clearly have a bias. And while I must admit I'm coming across some difficulties, it turns out that having an overabundance of protein shakes in an underground bunker is not a good idea. For the simple fact that I forgot to install a working bathroom. So I am currently having some digestive problems as a result of my protein shakes. But I will, as much of fitness will always do, will survive and overcome. Now, oh, wait. Okay, they're telling me it's okay, Jim Rack, so, uh, I'm going to, once again, I'm back, and I'm going to deliver this week's Sip and Fits, and thankfully you won't have to smell what I'm smelling in my underground bunker. So, Jim Rats, we're here. We're quarantined. Apparently, Vince McMahon is essential. And not only is wrestling essential, President Trump has even made Vince McMahon an advisor for when we can actually open up the USA. I repeat, he, Vince McMahon, is an advisor to the President of the United States who can give advice to when we can actually open up the country, people. Morlocks, let that set in. Now, what else do we have going on in the world of wrestling? Well, unfortunately, the last few days have not been very happy. Uh... I believe they're calling it Black Wednesday. I don't know, Jim Rath. I find that a little racist. But we've unfortunately have come across that Vince McMahon, just like many businesses, has had to make some difficult decisions and release a lot of talent and employees. Now, as much as I want to make a joking uh, a joke out of this situation, I am not going to, but I'm actually going to offer this to the Morlocks of the world for any of the talents that has been released, I encourage you, if you could, support them through, uh, if they have, some kind of website where you can purchase merchandise. Uh, I believe Pro Wrestling Tees, yes, I'm going to plug them in. No, they do not pay us. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees will certainly have a lot of the talent and t-shirts, and that can certainly help support them. I will certainly be doing that. Um but once again, ladies and gentlemen, as we react to this situation, please understand we are going to get past this. We just got to handle the rough waters that we're currently in. Uh, let's see what else has been happening in the world of wrestling. Well, it looks like we know that The Fiend is choosing Braun Strowman as his next victim. And I will tell you this, I am excited because once again, there's a pass between these two and I cannot wait to see What's going to happen? Uh, what else is happening in the world of wrestling? Well, Ronda Rousey is once again working all you Morlocks into a shoot as you get all emotional and as you react to her comments about fake wrestling and how they can't really handle real fighting or whatever she's saying. Morlocks, listen, you are being worked. She knows what she's doing. What else is happening in the world of wrestling? Once again, Drew McIntyre 
is now beginning his road to showing why he should be champion. Uh, once again, I look forward to all of this. Uh, what else is happening in the world of wrestling? Well, apparently, in regards to AEW, it looks like the inner circle has become the Brady Bunch. I repeat, the inner circle has become the Brady Bunch. I will be honest with you, I find this hilarious. Uh, Jake the Snake, his, uh, his, uh, protege, his, uh, his, his, the guy he is leading, uh, once again, I'm gonna call it TNT Champion. Spoiler. Uh, let's see. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna cut this short as my, I'm feeling my digestive system starting to rumble. So, ladies and gentlemen, please be a fan of wrestling. Support your talent and the mostly released talent. This is Mr. Fitness reminding you, don't sit, just stay fit. Mr. Fitness, Mr. Fitness, before you leave, we we never get a chance to talk. You 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 say what you got to say. And I, sir, I respect your time. If I could, I just have a few questions, maybe some things you can clear up for the audience that wants to know more about you. Would you would you stay for just five more questions? Really, Ed, five questions, five Five, questions. You couldn't just say two. So these were voted on by our listeners. And the first question is, and maybe you can speak on it. Is it true that you invented the ripoff sweatpants in 1995? The ripoff sweatpants. Is that what you're asking? That's the first question. Invent the ripoff sweatpants. Uh, Well, I cannot confirm nor deny those rumors, I will tell you that there is a connection between Mr. Fitness and Zubas. Ah. Okay. So, that's Quite, as far as I'll go with that. All right, that's good enough. Question two. Is it true that you only work out with dumbbells that were manufactured in 1970 or prior because they weigh more? Well, I mean, let, let's Let's face it, guys. I mean, today's products just suck. The qualities of the products, I mean, now toys are made of cheap plastic, and everything is made cheap. Cars are even made cheap. So you know what? Yes, I am going to say for the record that, yeah, I only use dumbbells that are older than the 1970s. I mean, how do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger even got as big as he did? Okay? Next question. So... This is this is really important stuff right here. Now, there's a rumor going around that you actually have willed your hair follicles to stop growing so you can remain more aerodynamic on the track. Do you have control of your own hair? Ed, I'm impressed with your research because I have kept that a secret since 1972. And by the way, I wasn't even born until 82, but we'll just do the math later. Nice. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, there is no secret. I purposely make sure that I cannot grow hair because, in fact, it does make you more aerodynamic. In fact, it even makes me lift heavier. That's right. I can lift heavier with less hair. So this one came in from Russ in Charlotte, North Carolina. He 
wants to know, did you in fact own the first Charlotte Hornets starter jacket? Starter jackets? We're talking about starter jackets? Charlotte Hornets? Absolutely. I mean, come on, everybody had one of those. I knew you you would be the first. And the last question, Mr. Fitness, thanks for your time. The last question, what came first, protein powder or water? Protein powder or water? By God, Ed, there's very few things that I don't know. And I will tell you to this day, I still don't know what came first, the protein powder or water. I'm just going to have to let that one go. Hey, that's fine. Everybody, we got Mr. Fitness to answer some questions. Enjoy the bunker. Get some Glade plugins for that smell and be with us next time, Mr. Fitness. All right. Don't sit. Just stay fit. Man, it was good to have him just hang out for a little bit. Wow. And he didn't call me a Morlock uh, once. Yeah, I was going to say, that. that's pretty good when you only get a, uh, uh, him saying Morlock once. I know, I know. But he did, he did bring up some good points, man. So what do you think about all this essential stuff going on? You know, I know a lot of, I know this is, is an issue that, you know, people that are fans have an opinion, people that don't even watch wrestling have an opinion of. Here's the bottom line. We need something to, to help us have a sense of normalcy. Now, some people are going to say, well, this isn't fair. Why, why wrestling? Because, you know, let, let's face it. I mean, it, it, doesn't, have, it doesn't have the same popularity as, as NFL football or maybe even the NBA. But the fact is there needs to be something because, I mean, you know, I actually still have cable. And I'll be honest with you, when I go to, like, even those sports channels, now everything is just – they're just showing reruns of old games. So, which, not going to lie, there's been some days I've enjoyed it because, you know, they've showed, you know, the Chicago White Sox in 2005, some of those games, Chicago Cubs, you know, during their World Series run, even some Blackhawk games during their Stanley Cup run. So, in that aspect, it's kind of cool, but we're getting nothing new. And – I think right now professional wrestling just has this unique opportunity to just, you know, help us, you know, just forget whether it's for two hours or three hours. And um, I'm okay with this. I I really am. Um, How they achieved it uh, really makes me scratch my head. I, I I think people underestimate uh, Vince McMahon and his connections because I, I, I do think this is, you know, he, there is no secret. I mean, he he does know Trump. I mean, after all, Stone Cold Steve Austin actually stunned the president of the United States. So they've done business before, and um, I, I'm sure that played a huge role. So, yeah, and I mean, speaking of, you know, getting things done um, with Vince McMahon especially, did you ha- get a chance to watch the Jimmy Snuka Dark Side of the Ring on uh, Vice. Yes, I did. And that is now I knew the surface of the story. That was it. But man, some of that stuff with, with Vince and his involvement and some of the things that he, he did. I'm just like, wow, this is, 
just a, a lot of dirtiness in, in the story, and it just—I I feel huge cover up, huge oh, yeah. cover up, and and hiding the the facts, and I, I don't know how they were able to pull it off without creating suspicion, especially with what supposedly Vince did. But I'll tell you that Dark Side of the Ring stuff, though, man, I get glued every time they release an episode. Yeah, this was a really good episode, listeners. If you haven't seen it, um, I know we talk about it. It's almost becoming a regular staple on the podcast. You guys need to watch this show if you are a wrestling fan. It is done with such tender, loving care. This week's episode, for those um, you know who uh, want to know, just a preview is about uh, Jimmy Snuka um, and uh, his uh, tumultuous relationship with his girlfriend in the 80s. And unfortunately, some of the uh, bad things that happened, um, including a potential cover up that was mentioned and orchestrated by Vince McMahon. Now, obviously, there's no proof of that besides hearsay. But with all the things happening with essential workers and things like that, with this coming out at this time, it really puts a lot of spotlight on Vince McMahon's character right now. And that's, uh, you know, something that. Uh, I I was kind of blown away why blown away by during the documentary uh, that you know this was this could have been a potential uh, you know cover up uh, of a I'll just say it a murder which is insane to even think about but unfortunately I know Vince McMahon will do what's best for business no matter what so I wouldn't put it past him to do something like this. Yeah, so I, I definitely encourage anybody to. Check it out. It's definitely uh, fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, my opinion, I mean, I enjoy having a wrestling product around. Do I think it's essential? Probably not. But at the same time, it is nice to know that, you know, I can watch some pro wrestling. And I do believe they're probably trying their best to uh, make it a safe environment. Um, I know they're, you know, trying to operate with as few people as possible on these sets. And, you know, as an essential worker myself, I understand that sometimes you are just needed, not just for a certain good or service, but to keep society going. And if we need some live wrestling to distract us, who am I to say no to that? WrestleMania, I got away from it for two nights in a row. And that was such a good feeling. So if we're going to go back live, we're going to go back live. Bring it on. Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, this week, as Mr. Fitness said, it's been labeled as a Black Wednesday in WWE. Um, you know, WWE isn't immune to the uh, crisis situation financially. So they've had to make some tough decisions, which included uh, releasing... Uh, I don't know what the total number was up to, because the last time I read it was 18, but it could be more. Um, and it was 18 actual talent. And then uh, you had producers. I think there was nine producers or ten producers all released. Um, and then, of course, you know, other forms of staff. So I heard that they're going to save roughly 700000 a month. Yeah, it's, it, these cuts. it's a lot, and I actually have the list, so I'll cover it really quick. So the wrestlers that were put on the chopping block yesterday, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, 
EC3, Leo Rush, Eric Young, Heath Slater, Aiden English, Kurt Angle, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, Eric Rowan, Primo Epico, Mike and Maria Canellis, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose, and Rusev. And then as far as uh, NXT, I believe we got more to come, but Alexander uh, Jaksic and Diona Perazzo. Uh, and then the producers, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's sick. I mean, I mean, this crisis situation, we're realizing, you know, there's human beings that are losing their jobs or they don't have employment at this point. And obviously unemployment right now is at a all time high. And, um, I mean, we all know that this is probably for a lot of these talents could, could just be temporary. If, if we can get back to normal, they'll be hired back. But unfortunately this is just, um, it's the necessary thing right now to survive. I mean, um, but, you know, for myself, I mean, um, Drake Maverick, if you have, if listeners, if you haven't had a chance to see his video of his um, statement or reaction, um, just be prepared to bring tissues. Cause I mean, it's, it, it's so hard to watch because, you know, when you see them on TV, they're these over the top characters, but you got, you know, they're human beings that, that have families and have bills and, responsibilities and you just never want to see anybody um have to experience something like that and so um i i'm gonna definitely repeat what fitness said um i know a lot of these guys um have pro wrestling tea shops where you can buy their merch merchandise and stuff and uh i encourage you to do it if you can you know to you know just uh, help them out a little um, because this, this certainly was, was done, you know, kind of unexpectedly, if you think about it. It was unexpected, but as it unfolded, I know I was texting you and Chris and I'm not surprised because you got to think about it. WWE is right now not bringing any kind of ticket revenue. And the only real thing they've got going right now is ad revenue from what they have on TV, which is another reason why. They've got to keep these shows going, not only for contract reasons with Fox and USA, but they need some type of revenue. It can't all just come from one source, and you're not having any house shows right now. You're not having any type of ticket revenue. So this is the logical thing. And the thing is, I I saw Drake's Mavericks, uh, Drake Mavericks' video, and I thought two things. Number one, that's a real response, and I I absolutely feel for him. But number two, this guy just cut the biggest, awesomest babyface promo I've seen in years. I believe in Drake Maverick. I want to see him land on his feet, and I know he will. But th- you talk about something that just instantly gets you behind somebody. If I wasn't behind him already as it is because he's a talented guy, I want to see him just you know kick ass wherever he goes, even if it's back to WWE. Um, I think it's great that he gets a chance to finish out the cruiserweight t- tournament. I thought that was that's a really cool move yeah. on their part. I hope he wins the damn thing. Um, but there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, talent 
that I'm curious to see because, you know, I think some of them will end up coming back, but I think a lot of them won't. And I'm curious to see like where a Zack Ryder goes and where a Rusev goes. Um, even EC3 cut an amazing promo on Twitter. Um, and he's using this as an opportunity to reinvent himself. So I truly believe, you know, right now it's scary for these, for this talent because there's nowhere else to go. That's the scariest part. But when there is a place for them to go, I think it's going to be good for a lot of them. Yeah. Now let's, let's, uh, move on to a more light, in my opinion, lighthearted situation. Um, Ronda Rousey uses the F word. (laughs) Yes, folks. I said it. Ronda Rousey uses, used the F word. No, we're not talking about the profanity uh, word that I would not let my son say. Um, we're talking about the word fake. Ooh. Listeners, we all know that that is just a, a letter, a four-letter word that you just do not say in the world of wrestling. And Ronda Rousey used it. Uh, do you have a quote of what she said exactly yet? I don't have it on me. I do not have it on me, but she more or less said something around the lines of, you know, I'm sorry that these fans, you know, are not happy that with my fake fighting or something like that. Or why should I continue performing for these people and putting my body on the line when I, they don't care? Um, it was a very... Uh, <sighs> She's she's doing a very kayfabe response as Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter who did right. WWE for a year. And I'm sure you'll get into it, but it's brilliant. It Well, and this is a thing. I mean, and I realize that I am I'm an older fan. You know, I, I'm I'm 38 years old. So the the fans of today, the, the younger generation my opinion are a little overly sensitive i mean it seems like we're just in a sensitive society today and that's something i just i personally can't connect to but um but man can i just laugh and smile and just say man are they being worked and are they being worked i mean it's it's pro wrestling 101 and ronda's nailing it and i'm okay with it I, the, the fact that there's people legitimately having a gripe about this or upset and how dare she say that wrestling's fake and, and call us uh, fans uh, were, were not very appreciative of her or, you know, talent in the ring. And yeah, well, <laughs> that's kind of what you're doing. That's kind that of what is you all are. I've wanted anybody to do in the Internet era. Is to is to take the internet and flip it upside down on these people who criticize the business over and over again. Look, Ronda Rousey is still in contract. Ronda Rousey said she was going to go off and get pregnant. Ronda Rousey is not pregnant. I think Ronda Rousey is laying the seeds to make a dramatic return. And guess what? She's already building her heel character back up again, which is. All we wanted to see her in her first run, and when we finally got it, unfortunately, we didn't get it long enough. Now, when she comes back, we're going to get not only a heel Ronda Rousey, but a Ronda Rousey that's very aware of how to get real heat in the age when it's 
okay and edgy to be the cool heel. She's going after actually being a real heel, and I like that. I appreciate and, it, and I hope she doesn't lose it. And she's and she's using the MMA card, which is brilliant because now, and this is what fans wanted when she first came. Now you have the opportunity. Ronda Rousey can get her crew together, right? And they can have a stable. You know, and, and this would be perfect timing. I mean, Shayna Baszler is very well established, and she has that MMA mentality as well, and you know, the other ones too. So, I, like I said, I, I, I'm just entertained by it because, like I said, I, I'm not a internet Morlock. I know we joke about those people, but – and it's really just because we're, we're the older generation. <laughs> so, um, it, I'm looking forward to it. I'm more excited about her returning as a result of this than prior yeah. to the comments. Well, for me, it's like it bugged me, and that's what's good is as a wrestling fan, it, I was like, whoa. And even uh, one of our loyal listeners, Zivon, thank you for listening. Appreciate you, buddy. But even he texted me saying, can you believe what this, you know, uh, he used an expletive said about wrestling. And then I did my research. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is why would she say this? And then I realized, wait, she is she's playing the character. And then I just got a huge grin on my face because that reaction is exactly what we should be reacting. And that's and that's the way you get people that are aware of the business in 2020, that's how you ruffle their feathers. You make fun of wrestling. You call it fake. You, you know, go after it and say, I don't need this. I, I never did. That's the best thing you can do as a celebrity wrestler in today's day and age. And she's playing that card perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So, uh, let's, uh, move on to SmackDown live. <laughs> so now we're in the, Braun Strowman era, and Shinsuke Nakamura becomes the first victim of Braun Strowman. So, how you how you feeling about Braun Strowman's uh, beginnings as champion? I, I'm definitely happy for him. Um, I said when he won at Mania, I thought it was cool that they put the belt on him. I know the guys worked really hard, and you know what's great? He looks like a champion, like. Holding the belt, it looks good on him. Like, I definitely see him as a champion. I don't know if it's transitional. Uh, I hope it isn't. I hope he gets at least a few months with it. But um, I'm I'm all for Braun Strowman having that strap for a little bit. So I think it's off to a good start. Um, I really like the Artist Collective. So I like that Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn are together. I think they can do a lot of good with that stable. So I'm really rooting for them. But, hey, Braun's off to a great start, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think so, too. Um, I agree. I, th- I think uh, the belt looks good on him. I, I think it's it's a good fit. Uh, you know, I've always liked the character. I just think in the past they just, uh, you know, probably just didn't use him in the best ways. But uh, it's difficult when you're stuck in the Brock Lesnar era, when you're trying to be a, a big man. So, but uh, at the end of the match, um, we get a Firefly Funhouse segment, and it, and it looks like uh, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, has uh, chosen his uh, next victim, and it's Braun Strowman, which, for listeners, if you don't know a little bit of the, the history, um, Braun Strowman, when he came into the uh, company, he was the fourth member 
of the infamous uh, Wyatt family. So that's where he got his his breakthrough start in WWE, and he was very successful in that stable. And then eventually, you know, they they split it off. And this is where, for me, as I look now at this Fiend character and trying to really make sense out of what this character really is, and um, and then also post Firefly Funhouse match with John Cena, it's like now this is all making sense to me. Bray Wyatt is fixing the past. That's what all these rivalries that he's been having since he started was about. It's all about these people and what they did to him in the past, and he's trying to correct it. Um, Braun Strowman, I I think this is great because this is a Wyatt family member now. This is someone that was part of his inner circle, no pun intended there. Um, And now we get to get him back on track with let's focus on, you know, these people of your past because the Goldberg, there's no past there. So it just doesn't fit. And then the fact that they had Goldberg beat him really quick, I don't think did any good for him. So, and then the, the title itself, now that I'm looking at, at this in retrospect, uh, the scene didn't need the belt. I, I'm actually going to admit this. And listeners, you guys know I'm, I'm a huge mark for Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. But I, I think moving forward, you know, for right now, uh, he doesn't need it. I mean, I understand that he's going after Bra- uh, Braun Strowman, who happens to be the champ. And I know he references that he needs it. But I don't need him to come out with the belts from this rivalry. Yeah, I, I guess my only concern is I, but I, I guess it's not a concern is I really don't know what the crowd response to the fiend right now would be after what he did to Cena. Do you think he'd be coming out to a huge pop or do you think people are taking him seriously as a heel? I guess it doesn't matter because we don't have a crowd to dictate it. So are, I, are we just going into this feud with, Hey, the fiend is clearly the heel and Strom and Strowman is the face or are we getting into Rollins and fiend all over again with this feud? Well, if, if we didn't have this crisis situation, I definitely think John Cena, if they would have been able to build this, the, the, the way it was supposed to be, I definitely think John Cena's goal was just like Daniel Bryan. I'm going to make the Fina heel. So, if they would have went that route, yes. Uh, right now, with the way it turned out, um, I still think it's a 50-50 thing. I think there's some people in the audience that are, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, look at, at Bray Wyatt as the heel, the fiend. Um, and then there's some people that still think, oh, it's cool. I'll admit, I'm on the side of, oh, it's a cool heel. So, um, but here, I think Braun Strowman is, is doing a decent job at trying to be a face and I mean right now I mean I guess we're not going to really know what the crowd reaction is going to be given that it's it's going to be empty arena matches anyway so but I uh I'm definitely excited for this feud I love that they jumped right into the history like you said like that's that's so cool to me anytime wrestling can can make me 
remember why I watch, which is, hey, like, respect the fact that I've watched this for years and bring some stuff back once in a while that is relevant. Like, I'm just so happy they immediately talked about his Wyatt family connection because let's be honest, that was almost three to four years ago, maybe even longer. But we remember because wrestling fans remember. And I appreciate when they start storylines like this. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, um, move on to Raw because, I mean, you know, like I said, SmackDown, there wasn't too much. Uh, Raw, we have a uh, nice build for the Andrade versus uh, Drew McIntyre match. Mm -hmm. And right now it looks like, um, you know, they're uh, a new stable for Selena Vega or uh, Rollins. I really wish that I was in Selena Vegas stable. You know, I said it, and I just thought in my brain, I'm like, Ed is going to come back with a a creeper response because listeners, you know, obviously we know Ed's got a a thing, a crush. It's love, damn it. It is love. She loves me. I know she's married to Aleister Black, but it's only because of his tattoos I have one tattoo, and it's the most badass tattoo. So she will love me, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, so so, so what do you think? I mean, you know, like, in my brain, I, I just, I, I didn't think that there was going to be a stable for Selena Vega. I really thought that, you know, when Andrade left, and then they kind of had to, you know, move to Angel Garza, and I really thought Andrade was going to come back, and then there was going to be a conflict between Andrade and Angel Garza, and they didn't go that route. They decided to just, hey, let's just combine everybody, and now we got a group. I'm okay with it. I like stables. I like when they make sense because it gives you a chance to build a group and then eventually have the breakup. And I'm looking at a guy like um, uh, Andrade, who's got nothing but upside, and I'm really impressed with Austin Theory, too, who it seemed like he was on NXT for a week and is now on the main roster. So I can imagine he's got a big future ahead of him, as well as Angel Garza. All three of these guys are studs. So putting them together is definitely a fun move. I just want to see where it goes. So now let's talk about Rollins here, because it's just like, where does he fit in this? Because it's like, I mean, obviously to me, it's... Selena Vega, you know, her stable, that, that all makes sense. That all clicks. And it's like, where, where's Rollins fit into this? Is, is Rollins connected to these people? Is it, no. Or is this just him being more connected to Drew and the, uh, the title? I think it's Drew and the title, which I'm excited for. I, when uh, when um, Rollins came out and attacked McIntyre, I said, yes, yes. Because, you know, not only are we do we have Seth firmly back as a heel, I love the Monday night Messiah gimmick. I think it's going to just keep on getting better, but he is the perfect person for drew to go after. Cause number one, they'll have great matches, but Rollins is getting legitimate heel heat, which will just make McIntyre that much more over as a face. So if that's the first program after mania, we are very lucky. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm hoping WWE does right now is really go strong with, um, the, the next, step in the stories of these champions because I I think this is the way we can really maintain the fans attention 
you know, because it's like, obviously, you know, the fans are still trying to, you know, accept and adapt to just this new way of, of seeing wrestling. And, and I think if we can, you know, have matches like this, I, I think this will, it'll definitely keep my attention. So hopefully good things coming for WWE in the midst of all the, the bad stuff that's been happening. I agree. So let's see. So obviously money in the bank, uh, is happening. Um, I had some thoughts that, you know, maybe they would push this further down the road, but no, it's happening. And it looks all signs are pointing that it's, it's happening at the performance center. So we got Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, who's returned right after WrestleMania, all qualify for the women's money in the bank. And then for the, um, Men's side, we got Aleister Black versus um, Austin Theory, um, Rey Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy, and Apollo Crews versus MVP set for next week. So, How about that? Yeah, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, outside of the, the Royal Rumble, uh, Money in the Bank is up there with, as one of my favorite pay-per-views. So... Um, I've always looked at the ladder, the Money in the Bank ladder matches is, is the match for the next upcoming. And so looking at, at, at the list, even on the, the, the women's side, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, who's going to be the next person to have this contract and, in theory, be the next champion. Well, and that's the thing is so far, these lists of names to me, I'm excited. The people in it already are good. And I think, um, God, I, I'm actually just like, you know, reading off, reading off these names you just did. It's going to be, I think we have a potential to have a good money in the bank card, which is great. And I really hope that they, a couple of people I want to point out that for me, this is just my opinion that I hope that they really showcase um apollo cruz yeah i think apollo cruz for the longest time is you know not been truly given the the opportunity that i, I think he he can handle and um so I'm, I'm hoping this money he doesn't have to win it but showcase him well make him look strong well you know, it's definitely going to be a face, I think, because a face has not won money in the bank. It feels like in years. So um, I would love to see uh, Apollo Cruz. I would love to see Alistair Black. I mean, it's I just think it should absolutely go to a baby face this year because the one situation they I, I mean, I can't remember in recent history them doing is a baby face taking it and then saying I'm cashing it in at WrestleMania. And letting it build for a year, like I think that would be a really cool, like, like we're gonna just hey, listen, I won this thing. I'm challenging him, and I'm challenging him at Mania. Like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah. we'll see what happens. And then, uh, and then to finish it up, um, Lana and Lashley looks like uh, we're reaching the end. Thank God. Hey, I, I'm going to say, you know, when it comes to, you know, wrestling and entertainment, that, that's been, <laughs> there was some good stuff with that. I know it got everyone heated on the internet and people, you know, just 
it's a love-hate thing. I, I loved it because I, I look at it from entertainment value. But I guess my I guess my problem is is I love that Lana can get that much heat, and I love that Rusev can get so much, uh, you know, face, you know, heat. Um, I just wish that they would have been able to figure out a way to keep them both together. Um, I think Bobby Lashley has never been used correctly in WWE, and it bugs the hell out of me. So that's it. Really, I have all the respect in the world for all the players. I just think this whole storyline was weird and I never really got into it. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was fun while it lasted. I, I'm certainly ready to move on. It's, it's, done. yeah. But, um, now I know we're getting to the end. I actually forgot to mention at the beginning and I have to take time. Maybe I'll have Chris. You haven't talked about AEW too, which is the biggest crazy thing. We haven't talked about AEW. Yeah. Okay. So, so you want to hit AEW real quick? Well, I just figured you would want to because you're Mr. So, AEW. So I, I'm going to be very honest. Uh, I haven't gotten through the whole episode. Um, mm. And it's just because it's been a crazy week uh, in the work life of me right now. So I was doing a lot of work. But I, I did see the, uh, the the Brady Bunch thing with the inner circle, which is absolutely hilarious. <clears throat> um, I, I'm a huge fan of Tony Schiavone and, and Chris Jericho on comedy commentary i think that is absolutely just awesome and then um jake the snakes guy what's his name again i can't remember um oh, i can't God. think of it either but i know who you're talking about yeah um, he's he's gonna he's gonna be a huge star i well, love it jake the snake as a manager just works so well like it's so gritty like for sure, because I mean, it, it, the guy knows how to do a promo all day long, you know. And and once again, and on the AEW side, just you know, in terms of the production, um, I'm still a fan of just how they're 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 trying to do things with a you know no crowd or I guess a limited crowd with the wrestlers around ringside. And like I said, I think that Brady Bunch segment thing is very cool. I think there's a lot of creativity that they can do outside the ring. Yeah. You know, and obviously Matt Hardy's already, you know, giving us clues that, you know, we're going to probably see a match at the Hardy compound, which, you know, Hey, uh, why not? You know, it, it, it's, it's, you're capable to doing it. So, but and his name is uh, Lance Archer. Yes. And I apologize. Lance Archer. Yes. Lance Archer is, Stud. Future star, I'm calling Stud. it TNT champion. Yep, he, he's gonna have it. So, but um, so no, I, I want to end this, and like I said, maybe I'll put it at the beginning, and I'll have I'd do some editing or Chris do some editing. Um, this week, I, I and I because I didn't get a chance to do an episode earlier with you guys. Um, I got to give a shout out to Mick Foley. So Mick Foley. Everybody loves Mick Foley. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that really has a hate for him, whether it's a wrestler or a fan. Uh, Mick Foley went on to Twitter, I believe this was last week, maybe the week before, and he really was just talking about, you know, this crisis situation and how he wished he could do something to help. And obviously, since he's, you know, older and, you know, he's somebody that, you know, we need to keep in a house because, you know, if he gets infected, it, it could be more disastrous. 
So he, he decided, you know, well, if I can't help in, in the way I want to, maybe I can, you know, brighten up people's day. Um, and he said on Twitter, he's like, you know, if you send me, send me a message using the hashtag free, free Foley, Foley video and, you know, tell me, you know, a, a match you enjoyed or, you know, or somebody you want me to make a video to and I'll, I'll make a free video for you. So uh, coincidentally, Mick Foley is the first wrestler my son ever met. And when I say met, uh, he was only a couple months old. And in the picture that I got, he's, he's in the harness on my wife's chest. So it's like, I mean, he's like little, little. So I sent him that picture and I told him, I was like, you know, you, you were my son's first wrestler I ever met. And now he's four years old and he's a huge fan. You know, and I said, if you could make him a, a, a video and maybe say some of your catchphrases, uh, you know, probably would make his day. Uh, fast forward, I think it was a, like a week. Um, and out of the blue, I, I, I got a video from him. Wow. And it, it oh, uh, uh, one minute and 15 seconds long. And, and I know you're, you guys are going to laugh at me and I know how long it was, but it's just it, the fact that he took time out of his day even if it was a minute 15 you know and then not only said the video he said my son's name he even said you know uh, some of his catchphrases and he even you know gave some positive words to, to my son I mean obviously I'm a father so that that's a you know tugging at my heart there and um I, I can't say enough uh positive about McFoley at this point I, he's he's got a lifelong fan in me and in my son and, and seeing my son kind of smile at the fact that, you know, this guy said his name and, and I said that the video was for him, you know, really that made my week and that, that says a lot given this situation we're in. That doesn't get much better. And that is an amazing way to wrap up this episode of one, two, three. Yes. Wrestling. Corey, so, take us home. Yeah. So, uh, Please uh, subscribe, like us, uh, 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. Uh, I know Chris knows all the other additional stuff, um, but obviously, uh, let's flip this. Ed, how many stars are we looking for? We're looking for five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars, and he did it just right. Um, definitely, uh Leave us a comment. Uh, we'll certainly uh, or a question, and we'll uh, mention mention you on the next episode. But uh, I guess that's it, uh, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure when we get together. See you Have guys nice next time. See you guys.